20 years ago, I did have a near-death experience. And when I was younger, I just was pretty tortured by just not being comfortable with who I am, not knowing what I was doing here on this planet. It was a, a true gift to have that understanding of addiction in that deep way. Everything that we go through is preparing us for what we're here to do. And um, community is the greatest medicine. We are yeah. the greatest medicine. We are the medicine. Welcome to Going Within, the podcast where I, David Naylor, and our guests dive deep, sharing our transformative journeys with psychedelic therapy and other awakening experiences. As the founder of Within, a psychedelic assisted therapy clinic in Austin, Texas, I'm dedicated to helping others find profound healing and consciousness expansion using ketamine in a ceremonial approach. Join us as we explore the life-changing potential of going within and listening to inspiring stories of transformation from various life experiences and ceremonies. Thank you for honoring me with your presence and attention today, and I'm so grateful that you're here in all of your infinite wisdom. Now, let's go with it. Whitney Lassiter is a shamanic facilitator and the founder and visionary of Atma Church, All Tribes Medicine Assembly in Austin, Texas. With over a decade on the medicine path, Whitney says the most powerful medicine that we have is human connection and emphasizes the importance of coming together in tribe. Whitney is one of the most real deal people I have ever met. Having known Whitney for over three years and someone who was an initial shaman and teacher on my path, I have been able to see firsthand who she is, her heart, her experience, all the stripes she has earned, and it's such an honor to have her on the show today to talk about all of her experiences of going within. What an honor to have you here. Wow. Thank you, David. So amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to have you here and to share, most people watching or listening won't know this, but you know, you came into my life when I was first starting down this path. And I just want to thank you for being such a pivotal, amazing part of my journey. And the fact that we've stayed in relationship and have, have connected and healed and grown and, and created our dreams together yes. side by side. And it's just such an honor to have you here. And I just wanted to give some the listeners a context of how you came into my life. And, and I've been able to sit with you many times after, but thank you for being here. Mm. Thank you, David. So special to hear those words and to remember what a special journey that we've had together oh my God. um it's it's been three years since that yeah that happened yeah. about three just over a little three over years. three mm -hmm. yeah and yeah i remember that that ceremony i remember the intensity i remember Ooh. the opening that you experienced i remember the joy that we experienced yeah. together yeah yeah wow and then, and then it was so profound that we're like we got to do this we got to bring all my friends and then it was on 512. I remember 512 because that was the time we met Mark. I love those. But it was like all we rent, I rented a house in, in Lakeway and just invited all of our friends. And we got to bring you and Sarah back for their experience. And that's how it all started. I mean, yes. you know, and then it was another journey and then, you know, more sittings. And we got to kind of become family, you know, and brother, sister, teacher, student co-creator co-creator like all the different things kind of came through our relationship and we've got to move through so much and i believe in relationships that's the closest people are the people that i've 
I've had conflict with, but then healed with, mm -hmm. or things came up and we work through it. And that's one thing that I just love that we've always been able to work through yes. things. <laughs> yes. um, but I'll, I think I'll always remember you just as one of my first teachers. Oh, oh thank you, David. Yeah. Yes. I've learned yeah. so much from you too. And yeah. it's been a, a joy to be on this path together. And, you know, I am here in Austin, Texas because of you, mm. because of, of the, the way that you wanted to share with your community after yeah. us going through it and wanting to share with them the healing that you had had and, um, and, and the desire to bring Sarah and I here to work with your community. Those people who were at that retreat with us that first, that first time, they, they're, they're st we're still, so we're, close. Still, we're still all so close. I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think all the people there have either on advisors or in, in, in donors or investors of, of, of within, of Atma, like they're family, right? Yes. It's, it's something that plant medicine brings people into this, I don't know, the soul connection mm -hmm. that is really profound. Yeah. It's so beautiful to see the impact that you have in the community. All the people that, you know, are, are coming and being drawn to this creation that you've cultivated and to see how the ripple effect is just going out into the world. There's so many people. Everyone knows David Naylor, right? Everyone is is um, affected by the goodness that you're bringing to the world. And so it's really beautiful to, to see that. In yeah. 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 And like, thank you for that reflection. I think that's a reflection for you as well. I mean, now, here you are three years later in Atma Church is probably one of the country's like most known churches out of Austin, Texas. And the community, the love, the worship, the healings, the ceremonies. I mean, I sometimes I think there's like 10 of you <laughs> because how is it, it's just grown so, so quickly and it's such a rich community. I mean, that's really, I guess we'll just start right there. What inspired you to create Atma Church, this thriving church plant medicine community? Yeah, so I started Atma, there were a couple of things, you okay. know, I've been working with this medicine as a religious practice for a while now mm -hmm. and wanting to do whatever I can to give myself a layer of protection. Mm -hmm. uh, and so for legality purposes, starting a church mm -hmm. and, but even deeper than that, I grew up in church mm -hmm. and there were things about church that I loved and there were things about church that I swore I would never be a part of a church ever again because of the instilling of fear in order to force beliefs in this kind of thing. And so I, I was longing for community. I mm -hmm. came here and, and I knew a lot of people, mm -hmm. but as far as a gathering spot for us to come together mm -hmm. and really have a place where we're tuning ourselves to source energy and consciously putting our attention on things that matter, I didn't really know where that existed and so I was looking for it and I couldn't find it, like the hub. And so I decided to cre create it. How did that vision come to you? Was it like in a shower? Was it a dream? Was it just something that was kind of coming in more and more? Well, you know, I was, I was traveling around in my, in my RV. We had our center in Jupiter, Florida. I remember that. Yes. Because yes. you were coming from Jupiter to do ceremonies for people mm -hmm. and they were having amazing experiences. And then you came here to kind of test drive Austin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I was in my RV and uh, you know, here in Austin test driving it mm -hmm. and uh, seeing what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. And you know, I, I was feeling uh, 
you know, just a sense of, of longing for community, mm -hmm. just a sense of longing for it. And mm -hmm. so I, I just knew, I just had this vision, I want to start a church. Uh, where we can, because it's so important after going through these deep medicine journeys that you have a, a supportive and loving community right. to drop into. And mm -hmm. so I wanted that. And I, I wanted I wanted that. And uh, so I just I had the opportunity with this location that we're currently in mm -hmm. and just said, you know, I don't know how, how I'm going to fund it completely. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. But I believe, I believe I'm guided. And, and along the path, even though there was doubts, I would get a, a ping, a sign, just like it, it was just keep a going. line up, just go. This is your sign mm -hmm. to just keep going. Mm -hmm. Just, I could, I, I, I wish I had taken a journal of all those The next signs. stone will appear. Yes. Step out, the next stone will appear. Yes, yeah. and so just, just trusted, trusted that's what I was supposed to do mm. and did it. And mm. it's been a beautiful, beautiful year of, discovery of connection of all kinds of wonderful things Amazing. all kinds of wonderful human beings coming Amazing. through once we get enough of us gathered and we're all in this high resonance then we're lighthouses for the others to see what's possible yeah wait those guys over there are really living those guys over there are really experiencing joy and life the way right that i would like to right. let me go over there and right. and we can be there prepared and welcome them home with open arms yeah, mm -hmm. you are you are truly a lighthouse for so many people. And getting to know you, I know how big your heart is. Mm. I've seen it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I know how big your heart is for everyone to experience healing and being seen and being understood and being loved and to remember who they are. Like your intention is pure. It's as pure as they come. Mm. And that is one thing I know about you. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me, let's go back a bit. At one point, you were addicted to heroin or drugs, and you had a near-death experience. And, and tell me about your path of what happened and the change and the transformation. Mm -hmm. So 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I did have a near-death experience. And when I was younger, I just was pretty tortured by just not being comfortable with who I am, not knowing what I was doing here on this planet. Yep. Like, I came from a good family, um, but I just was not, I never felt like I fit in at school or mm -hmm. in environments or with rules or anything. So I, and, and with church, I was forced to go to church. Yeah. So I really just rebelled from that. And I was using, I, I didn't ever use heroin, but I was using a lot of other things. Okay. And so I did have, uh, an, I had several hospitalized overdoses. In the last hospitalized overdose, I ended up in the, uh, I woke up in the ER and I had tubes out of my side, out of my nose. Mm. Um, my parents were there and, and I had flatline for 30 seconds. And I, that was, that was, probably the low, lowest point. And I didn't have like the near-death experience like many have where they see a white light and they, you know, get this message from God. I didn't have that. But what happened for me is when I came out of that experience, I felt different. I felt like I noticed subtle shifts. Like I don't, I, I'm not hangry anymore. I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I feel this deep connection and love to nature and to, um, the sun and to other people and and so I felt this like deep sense of connectedness that I had never felt before and so this was a result of the near-death experience and what I, I associate that with is it's it's almost the exact same feeling that I had after my Bufo experience 
Yes. After my bufo, so it, the, the the plant med the, some of the the sacred medicines they they mimic that that they truly mimic an actual near death experience in certain ways at least for me. It's almost like plant medicine can induce a spiritual awakening. Yes. yes. And that's why I think Bill from AA, Bill W, is is it's been proven and documented that he was using LSD and others to induce spiritual awakenings on people. Of course, they cleared that out, and they don't want to talk about that now because mm -hmm. it's. But, but I would say that plant medicine can induce spiritual awakenings, and your near-death experiencing was just that. Exactly. Yes, they induce mystical experiences for sure. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what year was that in? Like, when was that? That was, eighteen years ago. Oh my eighteen God. years ago. Talk to us about what led you to plant medicine and how you started healing with plant medicine. So the beautiful thing is right after, right after the near-death experience, just, you know, I, I was, I was, I had gotten myself into some situations. I, I didn't have a license. I didn't have a car. Um, but I, I got a job and I started working this job and I met Sarah Solstice. I met Sarah Solstice shortly after my near-death experiences and I started seeing all these synchronicities. It's like, right away after the near-death experiences, they started popping off and happening. Well, Sarah Solstice was one of them. And when I met her, she became my awakening guide. Mm. So she started to explain to me, okay, this is, this, this is you know, quantum physics. This is uh, the heaven on earth. This is like, she was explaining God and she was explaining all of these things that I had no awareness of. But it made sense because I could see also how she was living. And when I mimicked the way she was living, then it would work for me too. Uh -huh. It's like positivity uh -huh. and manifestation and all uh -huh. of these things. And I was quite good at it. So I would learn from her and then, and, and then put, it into, put, put it into action. And so my life started unfolding this way too. And then we were just the dearest of sisters. And um, we, we were on this journey together and she would sing to me. And that was really healing to my heart too. Mm my whole body would come alive when these songs mm -hmm. would come out and mm -hmm. I was just activated. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we were doing some projects together and, you know, I still had some lessons to learn. So, you know, I was going on my path in Florida and she was moved to Hawaii, but on my path, I, you know, I got really into fitness. I got really, really, really into fitness. And I, I realized that I was a great athlete. And so mm -hmm. I was doing, you know, uh, marathons all over the world and Antarctica and Chile oh and, and Amsterdam and, and Spain. You and came alive. I came alive, fully alive in that. And so that was, uh, that was the big part of, of my life and I loved that. And then, um, and then I, I fell in love and I, I, I went on this adventure into uh, this uh, all across exploring the United States. With this new With love. With my new love. Wow, you really came alive. I really came alive. Amazing. And there was some, that was a beautiful relationship and uh, it lasted two years. And when it ended, I w was crushed, heartbroken. Of course. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, you know, heartache is some of the worst pain that you can experience. Some of the worst pain. And so I, from the, the pain that I experienced from that is when I really started to seek out plant medicine, when mm. I really started to seek out a, some relief from this pain that I mm -hmm. was dealing with. And I sat with ayahuasca four times before, um, you know, as, as, as that's where I kind of started. Psilocybin and things I had used as a younger girl, and yeah. I, I never really liked it because it, I, I was not using it for the, you know, the, the proper purposes. But um, 
when I discovered psilocy uh, when I discovered ayahuasca, it was it started the opening in a in a greater way. Yeah. Um, but then when I sat with Bufo, that's the medicine that really for me personally opened it up. Everything was changed. I had a, an awareness right away that okay. I understand who I am. I understand wh who we all are. I understand the potential that we hold. I understand what God is. Uh, it was the most profound experience of my life, and I was immediately healed from my heartache with this. Of course, with this guy. Mm -hmm. I, I actually wanted to call him and thank him for mm -hmm. being an alcoholic. Thank him for you know the behaviors that I had always been so upset about because I saw how each person in our lives are, are playing the perfect role for us. They really are. And and had I not been in that or we hadn't broken up, I would have never found this path. And so, the, you know, that's, I was on my knees thanking the pain, thanking the pain, all the pain in my life for teaching me, teaching me the, you know, I specialize in working with addiction mm -hmm. treatment clients for a long time because I know what it's like to be in those shoes. Yeah. You know, I, I specialized in, in that and it was a, a true gift to have that understanding of addiction in that deep way. Well, I mean, I can, I know personally of you know, our, our mutual friend, Mark mm. and Mark kind of, you know, I used to own mental health and addiction centers. And so I watched this young man go through 50 different treatment centers. And he was the talk of the town of Austin that was hopeless, helpless. He was, you know, you know, his social media was Satan love. Like just, he was on his death. He was on a death path. And the biggest miracle I've ever witnessed in my life so far is when we invited Mark and he sat with you and then you worked with him in integration. And now, God, this is crazy. This is emotional. And now Mark is married, happily married, loves God, helps others, found his passion of agriculture and farming like he literally did what you did with your life and what I did yeah. and that you just can't explain that type of transformation you can't explain that oh, Mark is such a special soul to, to both of us yeah. and that was I mean he showed up with needles in his pockets and in abscesses on his arm that night I remember I remember you saying okay I've got this one guy yeah if you can bring if you can help him then then you know we can do this for anyone. And I remember him coming in to the circle and I remember I was expecting someone who looked a little bit more gnarly. You know, uh, he, 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 he was a, a, a cute kid that yeah, came in and yeah. he, he was oh, like, Oh, very lovable and likable. Hi, Mar Hi, I'm Mark. I'm a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. And I remember mm -hmm. us taking him in there and I remember um, very clearly his process mm -hmm. and how when he came out of it, it was, you know, he shares this and that's why yeah. I do, but he had like a, um, a, exorcism he did type of we heard him yelling because we were all there holding space and we heard him screaming and yelling and it was just like and to watch him you, you just can't exp this has got to be turned into a movie this, yeah this well guy. he shook out of it at the end and he just said i'm i'm done uh -huh. i'm done i uh -huh. i was a nihilistic atheist for my whole life and i know what god is now yeah. i mean he came in with those beliefs and he left Re reborn 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 and and then went through the integration process that was yes. and now he's literally got his wings and flying and creating and, and yeah. what we would want to see for 
I took him in for six weeks with yeah, us at this yeah. at the center in Jupiter, yeah. and that was really necessary. And it that was. was like a testament to the importance of integration it too. Is. It's like it had he gone back into his old environment, would have been harder. It would have been a lot harder. Been harder. It would have been a lot harder. So, um, yeah. So he's and, that. And a lot of these kids, they go to treatment center and then they go back into their environment. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. Ninety-five percent relapse rate. Right. And that's that's he was proving that it's a 95% for 50 treatment centers. And we see that just one of the reasons I got out of that paradigm of working in that model of, of addiction is because we, we, we see that over and over and just going from a revolving door from one center to another. Yeah. It's like, let's figure out what works because yeah. that's not working. Right? right. So yeah, he's got his wife and his beautiful Baby. daughter oh and my family God. and dog and new car and everything. Yeah, and all of it. <laughs> his passion of working, he's working at the garden center of working with the, you know, with, with agriculture and farming and yeah. Wow. And it's beautiful. Just, you know, we are, you know, family, like when people come, that's the biggest thing I think that I want to, you know, make a point of putting focus on here is the community and the family that's being created through these communities. And um, community is the greatest medicine. We are yeah. the greatest medicine. We yeah. are the medicine. We are the medicine. There's so many times that we gather and I could be, you know, have a lot going on and, and, and I gather with the, the Soul Tribe Sunday crew or an event we're doing and I leave, I feel high. I feel mm -hmm. elevated. Mm -hmm. No, no, outside medicine it's coming from the internal it's coming from the energy of everyone gathering and expressing joy and that's the greatest gift that's the greatest gift i've been able to do you know a few podcast shows today and i feel like i'm on mdma i feel like i'm naturally in love and high connecting there's no phone there's no distractions and you know i i, I we should just do this more often we should just get together and you know, make stuff and connect because, and that's what you do at Atma Church. You bring people in for dance, worship, connection, conversations. And you're right, people that have gone through these plant medicine journeys, they need that to mm -hmm. connect and have that community and to be able to process with people. Absolutely, yes. You know, do you know when you go to an ayahuasca ceremony mm -hmm. uh, or you go to any type of ceremony where it's a group of people gathered, you know, you go in as strangers mm -hmm. and you leave so deeply Soulmates. connected. Yeah. And I'm like, how can we extend this? We, you know, it's, we don't want to be on medicine all the time, but if we're, the community is the medicine, we, we can, we can do that a lot more often. And yeah. so how can I recreate that by just gathering the community together? And so that's the purpose of the church is to really have a space for us to fully come alive and to remind one another. It's crazy out in this world sometimes, but mm -hmm. when we come together, we can remind each other of of how God we are, mm -hmm. how good we are. We mm -hmm. can remind each other of the joy of being alive. And that's mm. what we're, that's what we're here to do. So people that are listening that says, I want community, I want connection, I want a church like this. How, how would they find Atma and what would be an entryway into coming to Atma? I, I am asking, I'm, you know, I've been finding the best way to do it because our website is, is being shifted now that we're moving to a, mm -hmm. a bigger location. Mm -hmm. But I would say the best thing to do is send me a text message mm -hmm. and I can send you a link that has all of our information. Wow. So, mm -hmm. That's, is your, yeah. is your, is your, uh, your phone number on the website? Like how do they get my in touch My phone with number, you? I can tell you, tell you it. Oh yeah, let's yeah. go. My yeah. phone number yeah. is 561-401-1154. Okay. And just text me and say, please send information about 
the community. Wow. And I will be happy to reply to that with a, with a text. I think, I mean, to what you just did there, I think that just shows a testament to your heart, to your soul. Like, here's my personal cell number. Like, we were just talking it with him. We were in a staff meeting yesterday. And, you know, we have people signing up to go through our, we do six sessions, blindfold, ceremonial. We do blood work. We do coaching, therapy. We have a whole community classes. failure. It's a different process of people coming in who want to go through a transformation over six weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we were just talking about our process. Like, what happens when someone signs up? Well, it goes to the neighbor and they get an email. I'm like, no, let's call them. Yeah. Like, let's not just send in the email. And it's like just that connection and personal touch. The fact that you just did that is, is just so amazing. And it just shows your heart and who you are that you'll reach out to someone and say, come, come connect with us. Here's the information. Thank you. That's who you are. <laughs> Thank That's you. amazing. Yeah. It's almost like we're all kind of popping like popcorn, yeah. right? When, yeah. when I met you, I was just didn't know anything about plant medicine. I just knew about recovery, sobriety, business, whatever. And here I am now, you know, creating a center for healing and awakening. And it's like, we're all doing this together yes. collectively, right? Our stories are so similar from like not fitting in, the drugs, all of that. I was in rehab by the time I was 17. I mean, just all such similar stories. You and Sarah Solstice come into my life through one of my dearest friends of like 20 years who says, you need to meet Whitney and Sarah. They will change your life. They're on the shamanic path. They're teachers, they're healers. Some would say shamans and I remember meeting you. We, we decided to meet downtown. I just remember you and Sarah walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm like, whoa, here are these two beautiful goddesses walking. And I remember feeling so intimidated because y'all were truly goddesses walking up to me. And that night you had asked me, do you want to sit with 5-MEO? And I'm like, I didn't know what that was, but I called a friend and I said, he said, oh, it's the God molecule. You're going to experience God cuddles and love. And I had just done one journey at this point. And I was all in after that psilocybin journey. It had changed my life. It was like 20 years of therapy in one session. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was, and so meeting you and Sarah were so critical and key because that night, two of my best friends, Dylan and Jeremy and I, and it's, it's, it's definitely an emotional one because, you know, uh, those are two of my best friends. And I sat, and the first medicine I sat was with Shanga. And that took me into my first fractal divine geometry experience that was so profound for me to be able to experience something beyond this 3D ever I had ever experienced. And then the next sitting around the the sitting was 5-MEO mm-hmm. and that was a f- I didn't know I was going in the deep end <laughs> and not only was it the deep end it was the deep end of the ocean the deepest of the oceans and I went and it was a full dissolve into a dissolution of self and I did not expect it and it changed my life for anybody, you know, listening right now, what would you tell them? That, that, let's just say they're in a dark spot. Let's just say they're in a, in a bottom place. What would you tell them? I would tell them that 
everything that we go through is preparing us for what we're here to do. Hmm. And that it's teaching your, you your strength, it's teaching you your power, it's teaching you the lessons that you need to have in order to fulfill the role that you're here to, 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 to be, to do. Mm -hmm. And so if it's hard, like I learned when I was a, an athlete, my favorite workout was the track workout. It was the hardest workout. I was, knew I was gonna puke if mm -hmm. I went to mm -hmm. that workout, but I loved it because I knew that's the workout that was gonna make me the strongest. It was gonna make me, you know, I, I could hit those times I wanted in my races. And so I would tell people if they're going through really difficult, hard times, that those times are the ones that make you the very strongest. So embrace it, be present, breathe. You know, it's all tuning you inward. So I would also suggest to to begin that practice of 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 learning who you are and mm. to uh, seeking to discover who you are and the power you hold within, because nothing external can give that to you. Um, the medicines can help, and the medicines can help when you're ready. Um, and the community be I would suggest to get engaged with a, a loving supportive community so that they can reflect That's the big. goodness and joy that you are back to you uh, and and allow yourself to to be held in, in that loving supportive container everything you just said I want to capture it and just promote it all over the internet for the entire world to hear <laughs> you just you just captured what I believe is divine a divine plan, a divine roadmap. That mm. was it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank wow. you. So Whitney, um, I, I know that you have gone and lived with tribes. Like people don't maybe not know this about you, but speak to like, how have you earned your stripes? Like where have you gone and sat? Who are the people you've studied under? Let's share with the world how, and who has led and guided Whitney. Mm, yes, I would love to. So my initial engagement with indigenous people was when I, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I connected with this young girl in Mexico and, and we, we, we started engaging on, on the internet. There was a language barrier because I didn't, I speak Spanish a little <laughs> and um, she was sharing with me about what they were doing there and she invited us to come mm -hmm. and I asked Sarah, Sarah, you want to go down here to Mexico? You know, it's like, I, I, it sounds a little shady, but I, I tuned in and it was like, no, this is, you need to go. And so I went there and there's this beautiful family and they, uh, they hold the Sundance there. They hold mm. the Sundance there. And so we participated in the Sundance, but they invited us in to participate in the Sundance with them. And the Sundance, for anyone who doesn't know, it's this um, beautiful tradition. It's a four days of dry fasting, no food, no water. You're um, dancing in formation with the tribe. And you know you do sweat lodge in the morning, dry fasting and dancing all day, sweat lodge at night. And you do for that for four it's days. It's a purification. It's a purification and it's a, um, and then there's an ofrenda, you give an ofrenda of your skin. So um, and tr the men, and tr traditionally, they, they, they pierce, get, get pierced in their chest mm -hmm. or in their back, and then they string them up to a tree. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they're, they pull back and forth until it rips out. Um, but as beginners, we didn't do that part of it, but we did get pierced on our arms here. Wow. Uh, we, we did our ofrenda here, and they're just, we're giving an offering of our skin, of our blood, as a, an offering for the healing of all humanity. Yeah. 
And so and this is an ancient practice. This it is. is an ancient practice of lineage and tribe and, and shamanic practice. Yes, and it was very special to be there and connect with them. And, and, and this family uh, have been doing it there in Mexico for about 35 years. Mm -hmm. And this is the family that shared their medicine with me. They mm. have an ayahuasca farm there. They have mm. um, many of the, the sacred medicines there and blessed mm. us to carry the mm. medicines that we carry. Mm. And that was... And I, they don't have a name. I asked, what, what, what do you call yourselves? And she said, we are the sun dancers. So that was, um, that's, that was my initial engagement with the, with the indigenous medicine yeah. there. And that's why I wanted people to know that you've actually been inducted and you have lineage and you have training and you have all of the history of that lineage behind your magic and behind your offering. And it's, it's profound. Mm. It's the real deal. Yes, and they, thank you. Thank you for that. I think it is important because there are so many people who are, this is becoming very normalized, like this, these medicines, which is a good thing, but also a lot of people just wanting to jump in and facilitate. Right. And what I say to that is, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to carry. It is. It's, it's a, a responsibility. It's to a what, lot. There's that scripture, to what is given, what is required. Right. It's a lot to carry. It's a lot to carry. It's a lot of energy to manage and process. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, of people to be responsible for. And so, um, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a big, big, big job. Would you t almost say, like, you almost, would you say that it takes on, like, someone's soul or like when you are helping someone heal like it's almost like do you feel then responsible for like what is that bridge to where like now their soul is with you they've they've sat with you they're awakened do you feel a responsibility at that point being a teacher shaman space holder i i do feel uh i feel responsible and and that's why i wanted to start a church because yeah. i wanted i was initially i was driving i was you know in my RV traveling and, and doing, I was facilitating a lot in St. Pete and seeing people are coming and they're having these profound openings, but I, I had an integration circle there, mm -hmm. but I wasn't grounded there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, then I, I wanted to be grounded somewhere. So mm -hmm. people would come to me and then they would leave, but they could always know that they had a community they could come back to. That's right. They all, we all, when we sit in ceremony together, mm -hmm. I have a piece of your heart. You have a piece of my heart. Mm -hmm. So we're, forever eternally oh, yeah. connected and united through that experience and I feel um, yes like I that's that's why I want to create what we're creating is so that we can always be come back together yeah and and that's yes and they have that support you know at Atma it's almost like you've now built a support ecosystem that's Whitney not just Whitney it's a whole supportive system mm -hmm. and we're working on uh, a beautiful integration program with Rod mm. uh, Warriors of Purpose so it's it's a 60-day program that wow. that everyone can tune into and go through so wow. there's this continual support wow. and we're, we're in the works of creating many programs like this amazing yes yes tell us about now I even uh, heard that you're now able to take people to Mexico to sit with the tribes this is such a rare gift because people are looking on the internet to go, oh, I'm going to go to Colombia, I'm going to go to Peru. And, and it's kind of rolling the dice, like if they find someone good, but now you can actually take people to that tribe and have an experience. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's a couple of programs that I'm working on. Um, yeah. I, I did take a group. This was a beautiful experience. Um, I took a group of people to the Sonoran Desert where mm. the toads live. Wow. 
and uh, with a Seri tribe there. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most beautiful trips that, that I've ever had. I mean, it was, you know, we're supporting the tribe by taking the, the, the group there. And then mm. the people that went, it was like the instant family thing. It's like we, we're still so deeply connected and working on these projects together. So deep, deep, deep healing work to be there on the sacred land with the tribe, being guided through the journeys with them. There's just nothing that compares. Nothing that it's, compares. It's, you know, it's, you know, even it, I, I'm so grateful to be able to do this and so that people have access here that can't go there. Mm -hmm. But anyone who is being called towards this, I recommend going there. Spending time engaging with these beautiful people, hearing the stories and, and experiencing the medicine, how they offer it. Um, that is one, one trip. And, and, and we have been many times asked about facilitation. There are people who have come to this medicine and have had deep, deep he healings. And they've wanted me to give them the blessing to facilitate. But what I want to create is a, a portal where they can go and get the same training that I got. Mm -hmm. So they can go with the tribe themselves and go through the same process. I mean, it was a deep, deep process that I had to go to. We climbed up on a mountain. They made us carve our own pipes. We slept there overnight. We had to take me the medicine, mm -hmm. large doses, four times in a row. Mm -hmm. It was, I was scared. It's an initiation. It was, it was initiation. And, and to go through that, that's, I think, what is needed before someone is, is really facilitating this. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you've earned your stripes. Yeah. And, and I, would, I would like for people who are feeling the call to do that, to, to be that. able to do yeah. that. And yeah. so we're working on a program, Sarah and I, to, to take people down with the Sundance family that I, I experienced in that with. I highly recommend anybody. Will you let me know the dates? Because I would actually be interested in that. Yes. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I remember going to Peru um, about a year and a half ago, and that was a 10-day initiation for me. I just felt the call. And uh, a shaman that we know, Bronco uh, Kispe, and, and, and you know, this is a man who left the matrix here of the u.s when he was 40 he was a multi-millionaire working for as a ceo of a big company but going through um he was about to have surgery on his stomach and he was going through a divorce and it was just stress and he as you as as you may know he moved to the jungle and for 20 years and was inducted into four different lineages the shipibo and different types of lineages and and you know became a shaman and he travels around the world now sitting in ceremony and holding ceremony. And so I went out there with him and I did the darkness for three full days. And then while on ayahuasca, and then we climbed this, took me up to the Kinsakocha and it was like, took me up to like 12,000 feet and we had to climb up to 16,000. It was a 10 mile trek all day long. I, I thought I was gonna die several times while drinking Wachuma. And I can't even tell you the different shamans we'd meet at these levels living up there at the mountain. I mean, it, maybe it was either an illusion or what, but it was like the most profound initiation experiences and having to go into during the darkness three days on ayahuasca and having to face every, every nook and cranny of my ego and soul and fear and betrayal and pain and, ma and feminine masculine. It was, it was the most initiation I've ever been through. And of course I've sat with other medicines but this was an initiation, and, and I'm not near the level of holding space for anyone. I'm, I'm, we have a center where we build community and love and connection and healing through the medical model, through the new medical model. Mm -hmm. But it's to, to, to know that's what you go through on a regular basis, I have such profound respect for that. And 
I'm almost feeling called for my next initiation. Yeah. And I, this leads me to my next question of, I know you go out into the woods now and with no medicine, no food, and you're now doing fasting for you know, two, three, four days at a time, almost like vision quests. Tell us the power of going out to nature and doing just fasting or, or vision quests. It is, I would say, one of the most beautiful medicines that you can experience is, is tuning into your center and yourself. And there's so much going on and there's been a lot going on in my life and a lot that I've been managing and I could feel that there was some density happening. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, and a good I, way to put it. I, I, I could feel just some weight and I'm like, I, I've sat in medicine. I don't want to go to medicine. I want, I want to go to myself. And I think that's what the medicines teach us is that it gives us a glimpse of that which we always have access to. So I knew that I wanted to access it directly. How do I do it? Well, I, I can sense in myself that sometimes if I have something that's, you know, bothering me or whatever, I might just eat something mm -hmm. or I might just go on a bike ride mm -hmm. or I might just do something. But what happens if I just sit here and tune into that inner guidance, that inner source? What happens if I eliminate everything, if I eliminate water, if I eliminate food, if I eliminate outside everything? And so I, I just was called to go and do it. And so I have been doing that. And what I find is that, that you know, initially it's like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Um, but each day, like the density starts to, to release. Like, it's like, okay, well, I, I feel a little bit better. I'm thirsty. Okay. Well, that's okay. Your, yeah. your heart's beating. Yeah. You learn to appreciate your breath. Yeah. You'll learn to appreciate the sun. You'll learn to appreciate your precious body and you learn to appreciate all of those things when you don't have anything else. And so it's been beautiful medicine to me to be able to go out and experience that. And as a matter of fact, you know, Sarah's really into uh, fasting too. And we are going to be hosting some fasting, fasting retreats. So would love to, to share that medicine. We need to get all of the programs on our bulletin boards here. Yes. Just boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Whitney, I, you know, as we kind of get to the, to the finish line here, um, you know, for everyone listening and watching, we're talking to someone who's the real deal. Mm -hmm. And it shows by what you've been able to manifest. It shows by the fruits in your life. It shows by, I mean, you're a grandmother, even mm -hmm. though she doesn't look like a grandmother, okay? She's <laughs> very young and beautiful. And, uh, and, and it's, it's just amazing to see the fruits of your life. And then when you feel the density, you've been in the medicine enough, you've been into the, the initiations and the tribes that you can then go out to the woods on your own and fast. I, I haven't met anyone at this level. So I hope that you can receive this honor and acknowledgement and appreciation for someone who really does the work and is able to then bring it back for her community and her, her fellows and her, her, her whole family. Mm. So it's an honor to know you and to be in this journey with you. And I look forward to spending more time with you. It's been an, such a treat to, to go this deep with you. Mm. Thank you, David. And yeah. I want to tell you how proud I am of you too. Oh, thanks. To the father that you are. Mm. I see, mm. I see the way that you 
lead your family. Love and it's a girls. blessing to see what a great father and husband you are mm. and all the people that you're helping and impacting in our community. It's such a blessing to be here on this path together and to do it together. Thank you for seeing Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for Thank seeing you. me. Thank you for being here. Thank you, are. you. Yeah, I mean, three, a little over three years into this new journey, sometimes I feel like I should be, and I know that's just the, oh, I should be farther. You know, I know people can maybe relate. I should be further down the road. I should be a shaman. I should be inducted in these lineage. But no, like I've finally come to the, like really embrace like who I am in this moment. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm so much more lighter density than I was. Yes. And what's next? Maybe it is going back to, you know, ugh, that, that's a, it's such a reverence to go into that space to peel off another layer of skin and then the magic that unfolds after that and that's why I'm, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to going to within now but um yeah maybe i'll join you on one of these mexico next mexico or fasting retreats yeah might be next for me let's do it yeah thank you for joining us today on the going within podcast the going within podcast is sponsored by within center Within is a ceremonial psychedelic-assisted wellness center in the heart of Austin, Texas. Discover more about our transformative practices at within.center. If you enjoyed this episode, we kindly invite you to follow us and share your thoughts with a review. Going Within is hosted by David Naylor, production led by Patrick Stanger, and filming and production by Rare Media. Please note the statements made on Going Within have not undergone evaluation by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Within, we strongly recommend consulting your health care provider for personalized guidance on the diagnosis and treatment of any disease or condition. 